5 o'clock in Pirate Country, and 94.3 The Game is going to get you home with the P-Man. In 5, 4, 3, 2, 1. Lock it in. Turn it up. It's time for the Patrick Johnson Show on 94.3 The Game. This is the flagship station of the ECU Pirates. Are you ready for crossover season action tonight? Pirate basketball here on 94.3 The Game at 107.9 WNCT, also ESPN+. Hey, it's Patrick Johnson. Welcome into the Patrick Johnson Show. It's a Houston huddle day. Mike Houston, and he'll be joining us here in our next segment. We're going to talk to Coach about the matchup against Memphis. Also, talk with Coach Houston about... uh, their convincing victory against Temple and really just the culture of, of the program and the movement towards starting to practice uh, with intent. I mean, that's something that certainly had to change, as many things had to change when Coach Houston arrived on, pra- on, on campus uh, uh, three years ago. And uh, the uh, program has uh, since uh, continued to, uh, to ascend. And look, the Pirates are uh, a victory away with three to play. In a big ball game on Saturday, a victory away to uh, achieve the goal of getting bowl eligible this year, and there were times that looked like that might be tough, tough to to have happen. Let's be honest, but uh, the Pirates have uh, turned things around and they're playing some really good football right now. Defense is uh, showing up, and the offense is uh, putting itself in positions to score points. They've run the ball very well. Holt Naylor's is playing well. We'll talk to Coach Houston about uh, the uh, fourth-year quarterback's uh, play coming up uh, this afternoon uh, here in just a few minutes on our uh, Houston huddle. It's uh, great to have you with us here, Pirate Basketball, tonight. Uh, I'll be on the call on ESPN Plus with Cy Seymour, in fact, uh, getting ready to head over to the uh, arena, Williams Arena Minji's Coliseum. Uh, The big thing I want you to do, though, is uh, because you can always watch the replay of the game later on, is uh, head out tonight. Come on out to uh, Williams Arena Minji's Coliseum. Let's get behind Joe Dooley and uh, this Pirate basketball uh, team and uh, really get behind them. They've got uh, some guys that I think are going to be difference makers. The big key now is getting everybody healthy. And let's just hope it's not a season where you're not fully healthy with your roster. Few guys are banged up tonight. We'll see uh, who plays, how many minutes they play, and who does not. A couple of the newcomers, uh, in fact, all three newcomers in a sense, uh, a couple from the portal, and a true freshman that uh, the Pirates are counting on, probably uh, will get either limited or no time uh, tonight because of uh, injuries. So uh, that is something to keep an eye on uh, as well. I'm anxious to kind of see what this will look like uh, for East Carolina. Anxious to see what uh, the Pirates will do offensively. I hope they'll pick the pace up a little. Jaden Gardner was a fabulous player. But, I mean, you had to kind of, you know, drop it into him. And it was one of those things where, at times, the offense would get bogged down. I think the potential is there with this group to run a little more. Uh, Tristan Newton's got to have a big bounce-back season for East Carolina. I hope Vance Jackson, who last year kind of found himself outside of the rotation on a very good Arkansas team, 
can find uh, the form that he's had in his prior stops. He's been around the block, and I mean, he looks like a ball player. So got the got the physical body, uh, and uh, when he gets on a roll, can shoot the rock. So let's hope that he is uh, finding himself having a good night. South Carolina State comes in. Tony Madlock is their head coach. He was actually uh, an assistant to Penny Hardaway the last three years, played for uh, Memphis State back in the day with Penny and has been a, a longtime assistant in uh, college basketball, including a stop at Ole Miss. So he's a guy that can bring a style and excitement to this uh, South Carolina State team that they've frankly not had. They're going to extend the defense. They're going to be up in the face of the Pirates tonight. So I, I think that's going to be one of the things that we'll see this evening uh, is uh, ECU getting a lot of pressure. And they're just going to have to to compete, South Carolina State is. Uh, as for ECU, you know, you want to win, obviously, but I think Joe's going to figure out tonight, at least in the short term, uh, what uh, what the rotation and who the guys he can count on uh, will look like. You know, the guys that will be making plays for him. And, and not only with the injuries, but I think some other guys, too, that are getting back to speed. You're going to have some guys that are going to play more minutes as the year goes on, that might not play a whole lot of minutes tonight. So that's that's another uh, part of this. Pirates have reeled off 21 straight season-opening victories. That's an amazing number. And uh, Joe Dooley's bunch uh, tonight will uh, go for the 1-0 start as they uh, take on South Carolina State. We're going until 6.30 today here on the Patrick Johnson Show. I've got to duck out after uh, a certain time. Because we're going, I've got to get over to the arena, of course, for the telecast. So Philip Pilkington will kind of carry you through the back little bit of the show. We'll go to the bottom of the 6 o'clock hour leading you into network coverage. And we'll do that as much as we can with those 7 o'clock home and road starts this year. Because it just doesn't make any sense for us to drop off the face of the earth at 6. And then you hear Fox News for or Fox Sports Radio for 30 minutes. Although you want to hear Fox News, probably not. But Fox Sports Radio for 30 minutes. And then, uh, you know, you go to the network. So we're just a bridge into that, kind of a quasi-pregame. And I enjoy doing that. As we get a little further up the road, we're going to hopefully be able to take some of those uh, home dates and do the show from the Hall of Fame area inside of Williams Arena Minji's Coliseum. Uh, we've done that prior to the pandemic. It's a great spot for us, great visibility, but it's just a lot of fun to be out there at the games. And, and then we'll, so we'll do some of that. And a lot of that will really determine – what my schedule for these home games will dictate uh, with the ESPN plus obligations. I mean, we're, you're just not showing up and putting the headphones on. You got to, uh, got to uh, go through some things with the uh, television crew before you, uh, before you, you, you hit the airwaves, but I'm looking forward to working with Cy Seymour tonight. Cy's a great guy, great American, uh, great, uh, great ECU pirate. So I'm excited about uh, that. We're looking forward to the, to the broadcast. Uh, we're also going to have on the show Coach Michael Perry in a little bit. Coach Perry is new to the radio team this year. He'll be the uh, full season radio analyst uh, this year on the uh, Learfield Pirate Sports Network in basketball. He and Jeff Charles. So uh, we'll talk to Coach from time to time throughout the season and get his analysis uh, and uh, preview of uh, some of the matchups. Uh, so we'll be doing that uh, coming up later on in this uh, show we'll have our pirate report here from some of the pirate players here from uh, some of the pirate basketball players so a bunch to get to on this college basketball opening night 
We will grab oh, look, one other thing to remind you, kind of lost in the shuffle here. It is an early game week for Pirate football, noon Eastern start. And so we'll be on the air at 9 o'clock Saturday with our Pirate game day countdown fueled by Bush Light. Terrence Copper and I will be on the air. So we'll have Pirate basketball tonight, Pirate basketball Friday night against Canisius, Gesundheit, and we'll have that on 107.9 WNCT Friday night. And I'll mention this again throughout the week. Uh, if you're a listener to John Moore's Sock Hop, it's moving to Thursday this week, and then Rose football is going to stay on 94-3 the game in the second round of the state playoffs. And then, of course, on Sunday, uh, I know on 94-3 the game will have Pirate Basketball. Uh, for you. So that's uh, what's going on. It's a big, big week. Uh, just got word that uh, Edenton, who plays their uh, high school football games uh, on 103.7 WTIB, is going to move their game to Thursday. So their game will be played Thursday in the playoffs, and uh, we'll, we'll check our social media for the company on this, but it looks like Edenton will move its way to 1037 WTIB. So that's a good deal uh, as far as uh, that goes. And then, of course, you know, we've got Havelock. So Havelock is also involved uh, in that. In fact, I just got the just got the uh, official email. Uh, Edenton moved to Thursday, 7 p.m. on uh, WTIB. So there you go. All right. Uh, that is uh, what's kind of going on in the local scene. We've got Pirate Basketball tonight. We'll grab a break when we come back. HealthWise Pharmacy brings you the Houston Huddle, our exclusive one-on-one -on -one conversation with Mike Houston about everything going on in the Pirate Nation and beyond uh, with his program. So stay tuned for that here on the Patrick Johnson Show. More of the Patrick Johnson Show is coming up on your flagship home of Pirate Football, 94.3 The Game. Care Customs is excited to announce their new 21 Deep V center console. This boat is designed for offshore fishing, inshore fishing, and sandbar hopping. This boat might be a 21-footer, but feels more like a 23 with the motor installed on the bracket, giving you more space with no obstructions. Pair has four models to choose from to take care of any boater's desires and needs. Check out the new upgraded website at pairmarine.com. And there's a new build calculator with current pricing and pictures of all options from which to choose. You can even track the progress of your pair custom boat while being built. And they'll send you pictures of your build in progress. Visit Pair Custom Boats at 106 Tar Heel Drive in Washington, North Carolina. Or visit them online at PearMarine.com. See their new updated website at PearMarine.com. To say that college life has changed is an understatement. And now Greenville has the top luxurious student living complex in the country. It's the Jolly Roger at the corner of Cotanch and 14th Street. From the rooftop pool to the first class fitness center, there's even a stadium viewing deck where you can watch your pirates. The Jolly Roger offers one to four bedroom pet friendly apartments with cutting edge detailed finishes in each unit and private study spaces on each floor. Come see it at 1307 Cotanch Street or learn more at live at jollyroger.com. We paid how much for those lessons? Shh, she's doing great. Oh yeah, totally. Uh, can you pass me a Pepsi Zero Sugar? 
Great job, honey! Oh. Oh, look at that. That's not the end. No way. Now, it's time for the encore. You know what? You're right. Five times? Not enough times. For everyone who traded in rock concerts for their kids' recitals, you've compromised enough. Pepsi Zero Sugar. That's what I like. Here is your ice-cold Pepsi Zero Sugar, sir. Oh, thanks. Wanna watch the game? Ooh, little sports ball on a Sunday afternoon. <laughs> Don't mind if I do. Hey, did we win? I, it, it sounds like we won. It's still the first quarter. I must be lucky. People say that about me. Tough break on that free throw there. Shouldn't be doing that. Dude, we're watching football. Come on. For everyone who spent the entire game explaining the entire game, you've compromised enough. Pepsi Zero Sugar. That's what I like. Season opener for Pirate Basketball coming your way tonight here on 94.3. The game also 107.9 WNCT, as we told you. Uh, Cy Seymour moving over from the radio booth to the television uh, table. Uh, Cy and I will be on the ESPN Plus broadcasts. And Michael Perry will join Jeff Charles up and down uh, the Learfield Pirate Sports Network for basketball coverage uh, this year. So excited to have Coach part of the radio team and excited to have him on the Patrick Johnson Show with us here uh, on this uh, season opening game day. Coach, is this uh, are the butterflies like a player or like uh, a coach? A little different butterflies as a broadcaster? What are you What are you thinking? Yeah, it, it, it's very <laughs> similar. You know, I, you know, I was thinking about it one day. It reminded me, it took me back. Um... It's time to check in with ECU head football coach Mike Houston. Hey, let's dominate today. today. As he prepares our Pirates for another big matchup. It's the Houston Huddle. Brought to you by HealthWise Pharmacy. Now, here's Patrick Johnson. Pirates will hit the road after a couple of home victories. They'll travel to Memphis to take on the Tigers. Uh, We'll talk about uh, that and recap a little bit of this uh, resounding victory for the Pirates. Head football coach Mike Houston joining us. Coach, congratulations. Good win for you guys. And again, another game at home where the Pirates kind of dictated the pace and dictated the physicality uh, side of things. Well, it was, a, it was a great win for our team, and uh, I knew I knew we were going to play well. I thought we practiced well all week. Uh, I really liked uh, the mental place that our, our players were in going into game day, um, and you know we went out and played like that. And you know, I, I think you know when we're playing kind of our we call it our brand of football, and and just you know really really aggressive, and uh, you know everybody clicking on the same page, and uh, you know everybody playing with a high high energy level, high effort level. You know, we you know we generally do some pretty good things. Coach, you uh, have talked a lot uh, during your time here, but especially this year, it seems about the way practices have gone. And, and look, we've talked uh, a lot in our visits with you in various conversations about the strides that the program has had to to make. But I mean, as far as preparation goes, that's also a, a growth area for this program as a whole and and these young players as a whole, is it not? Well, you've got to learn how to practice the right way. And uh, that was – it was pretty painful when I first got here because you went from, you know, a mentality where it was, you know, minimal contact, if ever any, at practice to where, you know, we compete pretty – I mean, we're, we're going to compete good on good today, uh, you know, Tuesday before a, a big ball game on Saturday. It's, you know, we – I feel like you have to keep – you have to stay sharp. And the physicality piece is such a big part of the game. Um, you know, and, and you, and you only get so many reps, you know, we don't, we don't stay out there a real long time. Right. You know, we go really, really hard. 
we practice really, really fast, uh, but we're not out there forever. So that means you got to maximize every rep you get. And so, you know, your focus in, during the week, during practice has to be really on it also. You know, you can't go out there lackadaisical. You can't go out there unprepared. And you can't go out there not willing to give high, you know, high effort. Uh, and then, you know, the physicality piece, you know, you learn how to practice at different times of the year, uh, you know, to keep that physicality, you know, sharp. And so it was something that, you know, it was really, really difficult the first year trying to teach everyone how to practice properly. And it was painful. And, um, you know, we kind of got through that and it was, it was better last year. And then I really thought this year, you know, the kids, you know, when we practice really well, we play, we play really well. And, and, the, and the players see that. Coach, we, we talk about that. We talk about, yeah. we talk about the things each week that we do well in practice. And then lo and behold, we do them well on game day. And, uh, so, you know, the, the players have bought into that, that you're going to play exactly how you practice. So in the, you know, hype videos that you see on social media, that a lot of times you're talking about the standard. Is that a big part of what you were so, I mean, I know it's it's more encompassing, but that was a part of what you were talking about, wasn't it? Just the, the way you're going to conduct yourselves day in and day out. It's a, it's a big part of our culture. And it's, you know, people talk a lot about culture. What's culture? What's the, it's the way you do things? It's the way you operate, you know? And, and for us, and it doesn't matter if you're talking about the weight room, the practice field, the game field, uh, academics, uh, you know, you're, the, the expectation is maximum effort push yourself to be the best, compete at a high level, do things right, um, you know, be a great teammate. Uh, you know, all those ingredients are part of, you know, the daily expectation. And that's the, that's the tough thing now. It's, it's not just one day. Uh, it is, you know, it's day in and day out. And, you know, you see the players that really thrive, and those are the ones that have the character uh, and, the, you know, kind of the, the – the, the mental makeup to be able to consistently, you know, do that day in and day out. You know, the ones that maybe are inconsistent, mm-hmm. you know, you see guys that they flash every once in a while, you know, they're the ones that struggle character-wise with the consistency in their work ethic, the consistency in their commitment. And it's, you know, it's the standard's the same for everybody. And so uh, that is a, that is a huge, huge piece to the culture of our program. And, we're finally, we're finally seeing, you know, the benefits of that now that, you know, it's really taken hold within the whole roster. We've got uh, ECU football coach Mike Houston with us uh, here on the phone as we talk about uh, Pirate football. Five and four ECU, three and two in the American as they will head to uh, Memphis on Saturday. And uh, that'll be a uh, real business trip, early morning turnaround. More on that uh, in a little bit with uh, with Coach Houston. I uh, just want to go back to, you know, kind of talking about the, the tone of the program and, and, and that sort of thing. You know, when we've talked to and had guys like Terrence Copper, who's on with us on our pregame coverage, but also other players uh, over the years that we've talked to that have been part of success, uh, not only at ECU, but also at the next level, and really all across football. They, they talk about kind of what you're talking about, the week that you put in during the week. The game is – the part that's the fun part, if you will, it kind of looks like that's taken hold here a little bit. And I guess, you know, one thing leads to another, the the amount of work these guys are putting in and they've bought in the games. That That's the fun part of this whole thing, isn't it? Well, that, you know, that, that's payday. Yeah, you know, that's right. You know, you, you work throughout, you work throughout the week for payday and it's, 
Um, you know, every, everybody wants to win on game day. I don't, I don't care what program you're in. I don't care what level you're in. Everybody wants to win on game day. But, you know, you got to want to win the other, you know, 350-some days out of the year that you don't have a game. You know, it's, that's it. you gotta, you got to want to win just as much on Sunday, Monday, and Tuesday as you do on Saturday. So, um, and that's, there's a lot that goes into that. There's, it's the, the practice, it's the mental prep, it's, it's taking care of your body, it's getting in the training room, it's getting a good night's sleep, it's, it's your diet, it's, it's some of the things you don't put in your body. Um, it's prioritizing, you know, if, if you want to be great, you know, at the college level in the sport of football, you know, you got to really prioritize what you invest your time in. Coach, you talked about in the post game on Saturday that this is, uh, you know, as good a locker room environment that you've been around and that it is not a me environment, meaning that nobody's worried about how many touches or what their numbers are. Um, so could, could you just delve into that a little more or, or maybe even elaborate on those comments? I mean, that's not the place everywhere, quite obviously. No, and, and I will say it's it's not the only time I've had this situation. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I think when you when you look at all of our teams that have excelled at the highest level over the years, that's been the culture of the locker room. Whether it was Lenore Ryan, Citadel, JMU, East Carolina, uh, you know, it's a big piece, and it's you know you got to put aside, you know, you can't worry about postseason awards, you can't worry about individual milestones. Those things will happen, and we celebrate those at the right time. But, you know, in season, it's got to be 100% about, you know, doing what is best for the team. How can I help my teammates? How can I help us win on game day? And for some guys, it is, you know, hey, I've got to, I need to make the most of my, you know, 15 touches or my five touches or whatever. Uh, you know, for some, it may be, I've got to, I've got to get this block. I've got to secure this block on kickoff return, you know, to give our returner a shot to make something happen. Uh, everybody's got a job to do and everybody's got to be focused on doing their job to the best of their ability to help our team without it being about them. It's got to be about the bigger, you know, the bigger picture, the good of the whole. It's kind of interesting. I mean, we're talking about this uh, and we've, a lot of things we've talked about are getting to the uh, point to get here uh, and establish that culture. So, I mean, it's, it's kind of refreshing and enjoyable to, to talk about that key kind of turning. Uh, and I'm, I'm sure it is, it's, uh, something that you're really uh, proud of as well. And, and, and I know pirate nation is so, uh, Holton has been, uh, playing a lot better. seems like he gets a little better as the season goes on. That seems to be his, his trend. But I, I think back to something you've said a couple of times, and I think you first said it that I heard it here with me. And that is kind of turning out that tuning out the outside noise and just concentrating on his job. Is he done a better job of that? And is that why? Because he's really, the last two games, I think, played two very consistent and two very good games. Maybe not the flashiest statistically, but he's got a lot of touchdowns and he's making a lot of very good decisions. Well, his efficiency rating was the highest it was all year this past game. And I know, you know, some people, you know, their, their, their interpretation of a, a great game by a quarterback and mine are completely different. <laughs> Right. You know, he put us on a great chance to win the ball game. Yeah. You know, I've had, I've had, I've, I've seen, I'm, I was talking the other day, you know, we, we faced this, this guy one time. He threw for 400 yards against us. Um, we beat him by 20. Now, he, he had a great stat day if you're just looking at yardage. Mm-hmm. Now, we intercepted him a couple of times and we just beat the, the socks off their team, but he threw for 400 yards. So, 
you know, if it's if it's about stats, you know, I just that that ain't that ain't winning. You know, right. there's been a lot of good good stat lines by losing players and losing teams over the years. You know, Holton's doing a great job of doing what it takes to win. You know, he had three touchdowns in the first half on three great throws, well executed plays. His completion percentage was really really good on Saturday. Uh, he did a great job running the ball when he should have run the ball. You know, there was one play where he and a receiver weren't on the same page. It ended up in a, a turnover, and really that's the only negative play he had on the day. And so I think he's playing his best ball uh, of his whole time here at ECU. I mean, he had a great game my first year against SMU. He had a great game against Cincinnati. We lost both games. Right. You know, we were a bad football team. He threw for a lot of yards those two games, but it wasn't good enough to win. You know, he's doing the things that are that that, that help us win right now. Um, and yeah, I, I, I do think there's some correlation. About a month ago, he deleted his social media. You know, he's not listening to the the, the good and the bad. I mean, because you can't. I, I told him the, the analogy the other day of you know Jim Jones, the evangelist, and you know his his, his cult he had, and he you know he had everybody drink the Kool Aid. Well, it killed him. You, know, you can't drink the Kool-Aid. You can't listen to it when it's good. You can't listen to it when it's bad because, you know, nobody understands the things that he has to do every every week to get ready to play, and nobody nobody can walk in his shoes. Uh, you know, he's got to go out there, and, and he's got to be Holt Nailers, and he's doing a great job of doing that right now. Mike Houston uh, with us here, I, and I would guess, Coach, at the mm-hmm. offensive line, despite, you know, some attrition, despite some injuries, despite some guys moving around, uh, that group is, in your mind, I would guess, well, they are. They're they're playing better, and as a result, the offense has looked a lot better. Yeah, well, I don't think we've given up a sack in two games. Um, we've ran the ball very, very well, uh, you know, all year, really, but especially here in the last month. Um, you know, they're, they're playing really well. <clears throat> now, they're going to be challenged on Saturday. Sure. We're facing a very, a very, very good Memphis team. You know, Memphis – I don't know what the deal is with them home and away, but when they're at home, they have, you know, they knocked off Mississippi State. They beat SMU, a ranked SMU team last week at home. They're a really good team at home. Uh, and they're a good football team, period. Uh, you know, they've got a, they're five and four, just like we are, and they, they are massively talented. But, uh, you know, they play really, really well in the Liberty Bowl. They also, uh, you know, kind of pushed to have this a noon Eastern start, so 11 a.m. out there, from what I understand. Um, and, you know, lobbied the TV and what have you. So the, the game will be a, a morning time start. Um, how does that change your, you know, departure, preparation, that sort of thing, well, you know, from when you leave Greenville and, and get to Memphis? Well, first off, I don't really give a crap when we play. Right. Our kids will be ready to go. Yeah. So at 11 a.m., we'll be fired up and ready to play football. So um, we'll leave a little bit earlier on Friday. We'll get to bed earlier Friday night. Um you know, it's the, the kids understand what we're going there to do. We've already talked about the, you know, we've already talked about the schedule. We've talked about the kickoff time. You know, it's it's 11 a.m. Central, but it's you know 12 noon Eastern to us. We play the 12 noon game, mm-hmm. and then you know daylight savings time this week, so our bodies probably aren't acclimated yet. So really, to us, it's a one o'clock Eastern kickoff, which that ain't that's so different than a lot of kickoffs. So we'll be fine. Uh, Coach, they've got uh, a young quarterback who's uh, really done a. a good job of taking care of the football this year he's having a great year you know he's a he's a special player Seth Hennigan Mm -hmm. from Denton Texas you know son of a high school football coach from a really good program down there and uh you know he's thrown for 
2,600 yards this year, 18 touchdowns, only five interceptions. He missed the game. So that's, you know, with one less game than, uh, than everybody else right there. Um, you know, he does a good job with decision-making, does a good job with accuracy, putting the ball where it's supposed to be. Now, he is surrounded by elite uh, level, you know, skill players. You know, running backs, wide receivers, tight ends. Uh, you know, I think they got the best receiver in the conference in Calvin Austin. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. You know, Sean Dykes is very similar to Ryan Jones for us. You know, a big tight end that's, you know, an elite receiver. Um, Javen Ivory and Eddie Lewis are two other, I think, top-end American conference wide receivers. I think Brandon Thomas is a really, really outstanding American athletic conference running back. You know, they have a very, very good offensive line, very athletic, good size. You know, this is a very potent offense, you know, which is why they put up some of the numbers they put up. You know, I don't know what their, you know, their scoring their scoring average is, you know, somewhere probably around, around 40 points a game or mm-hmm. something like that. But, mm-hmm. uh, you know, they put up some huge games. Coach, what uh, the Pirate defense has certainly played very, very well here the last uh, couple of games, uh, last several games, really. And that unit has is, is done a, a fantastic job. Um, and it seems like limiting – especially uh, the big plays uh, the last three games. I know first play for scrimmage in overtime against uh, Houston was for the 25-yard handoff. Uh, but by and large, this this defense is kind of shored up, you know, allowing those those bigger gains or explosion plays. What will be their challenge this week? You kind of outlined it there, but, you know, specifically what will be the things that the defense needs to continue to do to have success against, as you noted, a, a, a Memphis team that, certainly has the capability to put a lot of points on the board. Well, I think it's just, you know, no different than it has been every week. You know, we've got to do a great job of that preparation. You know, the kids, they, they do a great job of film study and, you know, being on the same page. And, you know, it's, it's a lot of those things I talked about in the beginning. It's, you know, everybody playing together, everybody doing their job. You know, against the run, we're a, a gap control defense. You know, even we, we blitz a lot. Uh, you know, within our within all of our pressures, we're a gap control defense. Um, you know, so doing a great job of being in the right place. You know, eliminating, you know, missed assignments because you know missed assignments, missed alignments. You know, that's what gives us the big plays. Uh, and then we got to do a great job of tackling and pursuit. You know, it's you know nobody's perfect. We're going to have some mistakes, but pursuit, pursuit, and just playing your tail off. You know, playing really hard uh, can cover up mistakes. Um, you know, the thing I don't want our kids to do is I don't want to be hesitant. I don't want them to, you know, try go out there trying not to make a mistake. You know, I want them to go out there and pin their ears back and and fly around and go right at them. And that's, uh, you know, we'll let the we'll let the effort cover up if we make a mistake or miss a tackle. Uh, but it's just the preparation and everybody, you know, dialing in to doing it together and then just going out there and playing really really hard and playing with a lot of physicality and doing our job. Coaches, uh, you get ready for uh, this matchup. You sort of uh, laid out here as far as uh, the preparation and and, and being um, all over, flying around the football defensively, continue to execute on offense. What are some other things that uh, you'll kind of emphasize in the week leading up to, to the Memphis game on Saturday? Well, I mean, in- inevitably in, in big ball games, turnovers and special teams are usually you know big turning points. And so I think that's, you know, that's going to be, you know, a big factor right there. Uh, we've got to do a great job taking care of the football. We've got to be really, really good on special teams. Uh, we we got to try to force turnovers defensively. You know, it's, you know, when you look at 
you know, games this time of the year. And I, I told the players just, you know, the old adage of, you know, everybody remembers November. You know, they rem- they remember November because, you know, that's when that's when teams win championships. That's when teams qualify for bowl games. That's when teams are usually playing their biggest rivals. Uh, and those games, you know, they get magnified. And, you know, in, in those games, you know, big plays happen because of, you know, one group, you know, executing well and another group making a mistake. And when that happens at the same time, it's a big play. And uh, so we've got to just focus on, you know, us and, 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 and doing things well. And, you know, if they if Memphis is careless with the football somewhere, we got to take advantage of that. At the same time, we we got to make sure that we, we don't give them that opportunity. Coach, we appreciate the time. Thanks a lot and uh, look forward to uh, catching up with you next week. Best of luck against Memphis. Thanks a lot. Go Pirates. That's Mike Houston. That's today's Houston Huddle. It's brought to you by HealthWise Pharmacy on Memorial Drive. Put your health first. Locally owned and operated by pharmacist Marcy Parker, HealthWise Pharmacy. We continue on here, Patrick Johnson's show. And uh, when we come back, we're going to chat with uh, Michael Perry about uh, the Pirate basketball game tonight. Coach will be on the radio call this year. You'll hear the game beginning at 7 o'clock tonight here on 94.3, the game of 107.9 WNCT. Uh, we'll be uh, also stepping aside here in a little bit, or I will be. Uh, Philip Pilkington, the ref, will take you to the bottom of the 6 o'clock hour, leading you into network coverage. So uh, he'll have his version of the Pirate Report uh, coming up, uh, which will uh, feature uh, cuts from today's ECU football press conference and some more uh, cuts from ECU basketball. Luigi DeBow and uh, more from Coach uh, Coach uh, Dooley. And uh, all of that is uh, coming up. Uh, he'll also have an update. Everything going on around the world of sports with our 94.3 The Game Sports, sports Flash update. And that is coming up uh, on the other side of this timeout. And then Michael Perry will uh, join us to preview tonight's Pirate season opening basketball game against South Carolina State. Don't you dare go away. More of the Patrick Johnson Show is coming up on your flagship home of Pirate Basketball, 94.3 The Game. The Jolly Roger has set sail. Breaks a tackle. He's in the 10 to the 5. He's in. Touchdown, Pirates. Pirates football. At the 18-yard line, and the Pirates after his block. Is back. Picked up by the Pirates, and it's a touchdown for ECU. Tune in for all the hard-hitting action all season long on your home for East Carolina football. The flagship for the ECU Pirates. 94-3, the game. Pirate fans, single-game tickets are on sale now for as low as $20 for three great games to come. East Carolina will take on the Bulls of South Florida, the Temple Owls for Hall of Fame weekend, and then Thanksgiving weekend, it's nationally ranked Cincinnati. For tickets, go to ecupirates.com. You can paint this with purple. Need $1,000 to $10,000 immediately for a gift for someone special, car repairs, or unexpected expenses? Time Financing Service offers competitive loan rates. Apply online and get your answer in less than an hour in most cases. Then you can pick up the cash at any of our 24 convenient locations. Apply online 24-7 at timefinancing.com. That's timefinancing.com. Time Financing Service. 
All loans subject to current credit policy of time financing service. One hour loan approval and same day cash in most circumstances. Exceptions may apply. At U.S. Cellular, we can help everyone stay connected for less. And less also means more, as in more choice. Right now, you choose any phone and we make it free. Plus, get unlimited data for $30 a month with four lines. U.S. Cellular, America's locally grown wireless. Terms apply to uscellular.com for details. Now that life is returning to normal, we've found a lot of good things that came from the pandemic. One of them is not having to go to the wireless store anymore. The Cellular Warehouse team has been in the business of delivering phones to your home and office for 20 years. People found out about our free delivery service and they love the ease of getting a new phone, tablet, or hotspot. Call Toby Williams today at 252-799-7051 so you can start experiencing the joy of never going to a wireless store again. 252-799-7051. Cellular Warehouse, your local U.S. Cellular authorized agent. Philip Pilkington here with your 94.3 The Game Sports Update. Little news out of the NFL breaking right now. The Carolina Panthers will sign 31-year-old quarterback Matt Barkley. He has played in 19 NFL games, seven of those being starts with a 2-5 record. He has 11 touchdowns and 22 INTs to his name. The Cleveland Browns have signed their all-pro offensive guard Wyatt Teller to a four-year extension. Also bad news for the Browns as Nick Chubb and Demetric Felton have tested positive for COVID-19. In college football, Washington head coach Jimmy Lake has been suspended one game for appearing to strike a player on the sideline during Saturday's loss to Oregon. From college hoops, next year's number one recruit Shadon Sharp will graduate high school after the fall semester and go ahead and join his teammates at the University of Kentucky, but will only practice and will redshirt the rest of the season, not seeing the floor until next fall. Currently underway in college basketball right now, Villanova was up at the half 20 or 45 to 21 on Mount St. Mary's. That'll do it for your 94-3 The Game Sports Update. After this timeout, the P-Man is joined by Michael Perry. The pitch. More of the Patrick Johnson Show is coming up. That ball is gone. On your flagship home of Pirate Baseball. 94.3 The Game. Time now for an update from Town Insurance. I've got my friend Jim Clement in the studio with me. Jim, great to see you. What's new at Town Insurance? What's new, Henry, is our growth in this state. We have now exceeded $60 million in revenue with 300 employees over both states, Virginia and North Carolina. But North Carolina, our footprint goes from Kerala down to Wilmington to Kinston, Greenville, Raleigh, and our newest operation in Charlotte. So, Jim, well, what does that mean for all of your clients and uh, friends in eastern North Carolina? Because of town's massive resources, meaning access to more companies and markets, we are able to serve all of our clients right here in eastern North Carolina with their personal lines, their commercial lines, their life and health needs, or their small business needs. We continue to hear more and more about town insurance, and uh, it's great to have you in here giving us an update today. How about people who aren't doing business with you right now in eastern North Carolina? What would you say to them? Come to town today. What's the telephone number? 756-8300. 
Finally, we're back to traveling for the holiday season. Save time, fly local at flypgv.com. Whether you're flying to see family or having a family vacation, Pitt Greenville Airport and American Airlines can get you to Charlotte, then anywhere on the map. Save holiday time by parking right at the PGV terminal. Save time with short lines and ticketing and security. Save time by not driving an hour and a half to a big city airport. Check out the competitive rates offered at aa.com and support your local Pitt Greenville Airport this holiday season. Chico's Mexican Restaurant is where the fiesta never ends. Grab your amigos and head to Chico's every Wednesday for shrimp tacos for only $9.99. Plus, Wednesdays means all Mexican imports for only $2.50. Thursdays, enjoy your favorite beef, chicken, or vegetable fajitas for only $9.99. For Mexican food and fun, it's got to be Chico's in downtown Greenville and now available through DoorDash, featuring a half gallon of the famous margarita mix to go for only $9.99. Chico's, where the fiesta never ends. With the value of the U.S. dollar continuing to slump due to unprecedented money printing, it has never been more important to protect your savings and retirement accounts from inflation. Many hardworking Americans, just like you and I, are turning to a proven method to protect what we work so hard to earn, real gold. You can have real gold delivered privately and securely to your home or have real gold put into your IRA or 401k. Just call Oxford Gold Group right now, 833-928-GOLD. The Oxford Gold Group will teach you everything you want to know about owning real gold. It's a lot easier than you think. Call the Oxford Gold Group now at 833-928-GOLD to get your free precious metals investment guide. Talk to them about getting real gold and silver delivered to your home or about having real gold placed in your IRA or 401k. The Oxford Gold Group is here to help you protect your savings and retirement from the unknown. Call them now, 833-928-GOLD. So, what are you waiting for? 833-928-GOLD. Get your gold you can hold from the Oxford Gold Group, 833-928-GOLD. Your home of the ECU Pirates, Dan Patrick and Adam Gold. 94.3 The Game. Eastern Carolina's home for sports. And now, back to the P-Man. Back, back, back. The Patrick Johnson Show on 94.3 The Game. Season opener for Pirate Basketball coming your way tonight here on 94.3. The game also 107.9 WNCT, as we told you. Uh, Cy Seymour moving over from the radio booth to the television uh, table. Uh, Cy and I will be on the ESPN Plus broadcasts. And Michael Perry will join Jeff Charles up and down uh, the Learfield Pirate Sports Network for basketball coverage uh, this year. So excited to have Coach part of the radio team and excited to have him on the Patrick Johnson Show with us here uh, on this uh, season opening game day. Coach, is this, uh, are the butterflies like a player or like uh, a coach? Little different butterflies as a broadcaster? What are you, what are you thinking? Yeah, it, it, it's very similar. You know, I, you know, I was thinking about it one day. It reminded me, it took me back um, to my playing days, but also as a coach when I would talk to freshmen and I would say, just make sure you don't get in the front of the line with any drills that we do. Make sure you stay in the back and let the other guys go first. Then you jump in. And that's the way I kind of feel. I'm just going to let um, my veteran take over. And I'll, <laughs> uh, when he pitches it to me, I'll just jump in there like a rookie or, or a freshman in practice. Yeah. Yeah. That's a pretty good piece of advice. I never thought of that. You know, nowadays, everybody's a freshman, it seems like, right? Or everybody's new to the program. So, 
Oh, yeah, sure. <laughs> and, 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 and for people that played before, regardless of what sport it is, you never want to try to be in the front of the line um, prior to a drill getting started if you're a rookie or you're a freshman. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I know you've seen uh, a little bit about the, the team, looked at them some yesterday. Uh, in practice and all that, uh, and and Joe Dooley, I think you know it's it's it seems like there's always been a little bit of a challenge. You know, Joe uh, came in and uh, had to mold the program in his direction, uh, and then uh, he had the uh, uh, the COVID year, which I think you know if, if there's any sport that I think it really really hurt, uh, it was uh, basketball. I think college basketball suffered the most for, of of any sport, men or women. And not just like one team. I mean, across the board. I, I just thought college basketball was adversely impacted by this whole COVID thing last year. And uh, not that other sports didn't have it bad, but again, in my opinion, I think basketball, you just saw the most dramatic influence uh, on on the sport from the whole pandemic in basketball. Well, you saw leagues that were completely shut down. Um, you didn't know from game to game whether or not you were going to have a contest or not. Yeah. Um, you saw with several teams uh, barely had double-figure games total. Um, guys were shut down for a month. And I couldn't imagine uh, playing during the COVID time as a player because I mean, you're preparing for a game, you're excited, you're looking forward to it. And up until the last minute, you're not even sure you're going to be able to play. Whether uh, someone tests positive or multiple uh, positive tests on your team or the, or the opponent. You can end up not playing. Yeah, it just, I, I, yeah, I don't think there's anything like it. I mean, it just, and, and I mean, we saw it with ECU and then their upcoming opponent on Friday, Canisius. Canisius had a, a late start. They were one of the latest starting uh, teams in, in all of basketball last year. It just, I mean, a sport that you have to have rhythm and repetition, uh, th- that all went out the window. Yeah, absolutely. You literally were were sometimes literally just kind of rolling the balls out when you were able to play and just get out there and start playing. There yeah. wasn't a lot of prep time, preparation. Uh, all that was out of the window. Chemistry, um, trying to develop some type of cohesiveness, all that went out the window. So it was very difficult to play under those conditions. And I salute the teams that were able to play and be very successful. Uh, starting off with the national champion, Baylor, under conditions that they were faced with. But it was true of a lot of teams last year. Very difficult conditions to be able to be a part of the basketball team. I think it was miraculous we got the tournament in. I was worried when VCU got bounced uh, because of COVID. But I think it was a reminder. And look, it even went into the College World Series, NC State. So I mean, it's it it was something that uh, had a big imprint. Uh, but I, again, I I just think basketball was really uh, harmed in a lot of ways uh, last year. Uh, Coach Michael Perry, he's going to be the analyst this year on the uh, Learfield Pirate Sports Network. You'll hear Coach's voice here for uh, most all the games and also 107.9 WNCT booming across the East. Uh, Coach will be a big part of the uh, broadcast this year. Uh, Coach, would you uh, kind of look up and down the roster? I mean, this is the other uh, part of where we are. Joe Dooley's got freshmen, but he's also got a lot of newcomers that are coming in via the transfer portal. Uh, So what will you be looking for from ECU as far as, you know, uh, blending guys together and, and I guess you're also kind of looking you obviously want to win but you're also looking for some combinations that you could do some things with at different times this year certainly winning is the top priority I mean above all things that's first you want to win and you want to start building a culture that's not only about 
being about guys being about the right stuff, but also it translates into wins on the floor. So that's the first thing. Uh, I'm really excited about the core group uh, that's returning. You've got some guys out there um, that were close to double-figure scores mm-hmm. and, as underclassmen. And as those guys begin to take the next step, which they should be able to do, and I've seen a couple of practices already, I'm really excited about some of the returning core groups that I've seen. I think those guys are making a step forward. And now with those guys taking a step forward, with the infusion of new players and the new guys they're bringing in, a lot of veterans um, who've um, you know, been in some wars themselves, and uh, they're going to bring that experience to ECU. I think there's going to be a fusion with both guys along with some of the freshmen. Uh, we're going to have an exciting group. Uh, you know, I think it's uh, really, really uh, kind of interesting, too. Uh, Jason Martinez is back for a second year of strength and conditioning coach, and you can just see the guys he's made strides with them. Uh, but the guys that have brought in, that's the thing about the, the transfer portal guys. They're all kind of ready-made. They look like basketball players. So, I, you know, I'll, I'll know this. Getting off the plane or getting off the bus, ECU looks like a basketball team. So that's, you know, that's a step in the right direction. A good size, good athleticism. And, again, I mentioned the core group because I think everything starts with them initially. Mm-hmm. And uh, you got some guys that have been in some wars here. Uh, certainly the kid, Tremont, you know, has been on the floor um, when we've beaten teams like uh, Houston. I mean, they were like, what, nationally ranked team? Top yeah, 10. yeah. He played, yeah, Tremont them. played great. Yeah, he played great that you, day. You can't, you, I mean, you, you can't, you can't ask for a better experience than that. Um, that kid averaged about eight points a game um, as a sophomore. And you have the kid, uh, Tristan, who's a really good player, Tristan Newton, who's almost a double-figure scorer himself, almost eight points a game. Uh, Fields, I mean, um, JJ, mm-hmm. he's um, a heck of a player, and uh, I think he's going to really be coming to his own this year. I think he's about, about nine and a half points a game last year. Really good three point shooter. I think he's added some other things to his game. Uh, this is a big year for him. His last year, so I look for him to have a big, uh, you know, a really big uh, jump in terms of his performance. And I think you got the big kid in the middle, uh, Lucky. And I'm still learning a lot of these guys, buddy. <laughs> but uh, yeah, uh, stop blocker. Uh, Room protector, which is very important to your defensive field goal percentage, having a guy back there that can really uh, prevent guys from getting to the basket. And then a couple of the transfers I'm really excited about. Taz from Boston College, who I saw uh, quite a bit because I knew the guys on that staff well. Mm-hmm. And I used to follow that team, and uh, I know how valuable he was to them when he was able to be out on the floor. So keeping him healthy is going to be uh, really important. If ever uh, there was a statement that was true about availability is, 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 is the best ability. Uh, he certainly fits that mode. If you can get him out on the floor, he's going to be a big contributor to ECU uh, basketball. And then the last guy, uh, Vance Jackson, yeah. I think that's the thing. Yeah. He's, um, he's, he's well-traveled, but he's well-experienced. And I tell you, when you walk in the gym and you watch him shoot the basketball with that size, you're really impressed. A kid at 6'8", who's uh, one of the better perimeter shooters uh, in the gym, I mean, that's, that's pretty special. He's going to be able to stretch the floor. He's going to be a matchup problem. They've got some really good pieces uh, with this basketball team. So I'm really excited to put it all together. Jackson, uh, they list him at 6'9", 230. Like you said, he's been around uh, a minute or two. Uh, and he, you know, kind of last year was at uh, – I mean, he was on a really talented Arkansas team, and he was, uh, you know, behind a lottery pick. 
But if you look where he started at UConn, UConn was kind of rolling when he got recruited. He was out of Southern California. But, I mean, just the in your mind, what kind of matchup problem could he present at 6'9 and, and the ability to shoot and score the basketball on the perimeter? Well, his ability to be able to move at that size, you know, 6'8", six, 6'9", six, <clears throat> he's got size. I Just watching him, I think the guy can play three different positions. He can play um, the small forward, the power forward, even the center. He can play all three positions. With that type of versatility, he's a matchup nightmare for opponents. And obviously, he can shoot the basketball with the best of them. And he's getting better at putting the ball down and creating other scoring opportunities for himself uh, other than just relying on just jump shooting. So I think that's a part of his game through the past few years, different programs and experience that I think he's been able to um, you know, to master is being able to add more things to his game. So offensive rebounding, getting out in transition, uh, being able to put the ball on the floor, shot fake, pull up, and shoot the three ball, of course. All those things I've saw just in a couple of practices I've been at, and I was excited just for what I've heard about. Coach, when I last saw you, you looked like you could step back out there. So what are you good for now? Well, <laughs> I'll say this. I, I don't know. I'm a big boxing fan. I don't know if you guys are. I don't know if you saw about a month ago, Evander Holyfield went to the ring. He looked good walking in. Right. But he got he got knocked around a lot in the first <laughs> and stopped the fight. Right. But he looked good. But that's probably where I'm at. I, mean, I, may, I may look like I can still play. Right. But I'm going to probably get knocked around a lot if I go out there. Well, look, this on-the-road stuff. Well, you know, you've coached all those years you were on the road. It's a little different. When you're in the media biz, Coach, and you're on the road, you got, there's all kinds of bad food, so you just got to keep just keep that in mind. You know, you find places to work out, I'm sure, but there's there's all kinds of bad food, late nights and bad food, Coach, as you know, in this basketball. Yeah, I'm pretty I'm pretty I'm pretty disciplined, so I'll see. <laughs> <laughs> um, you played for we talked about it before we went on here, Michael Perry. Uh, of course, coached at ECU, is coached at uh, other stops along the way. Uh, uh, a veteran basketball coach uh, and a guy who uh, played in the CAA for Dick Tarrant. We were talking a little bit about Coach Tarrant before we went on here. Uh, just one of the finest gentlemen you'd ever meet. And just kind of a I, – I just love talking to Coach Tarrant because you'd always learn something. Well, he's, he's, he's always – he's a student of the game and he's a teacher of the game. And uh, always one of my favorite – stories about Dick Tarrant was when we were in the NCAA tournament one year and um, we were fortunate that we beat Indiana mm-hmm. the year after they won the national championship we beat them in the NCAA tournament and Bobby Knight said after the game that I, I don't know why people are surprised Dick Tarrant's a heck of a basketball coach he said I used to go down and see his high school team um, practice when I was the coach at West Point mm-hmm. and um, he said he was a great coach then and nothing's changed I just said it just says a lot about him as a coach always a teacher of fundamentals and uh, and discipline. Uh, that was you know those were his two trademarks: fundamentals and discipline. And um, it, it, you learn a lot from him as a coach, but also those like those lessons uh, that he teaches you through practice are life lessons that you know as a coach and anyone coach who will even play for him, you take those lessons on with you throughout life. So, coach. Uh... Tonight, what are you going to be looking for? Just maybe, you know, kind of what your keys to the game will be or what some things that you'll kind of be paying attention to, especially early on. Well, I'm curious about how they're going to, you know, certainly adjust to playing against somebody other than yourself. 
Um, South Carolina State is a really interesting team in that they um, – it's a new coach, mm-hmm. uh, Tony Matlock, who was with um, Penny Hardaway for the past few years. He was with Andy Kennedy before that at Ole Miss. We don't know a lot probably about what he's going to do, obviously, so that's, that's new in terms of what he's going to do offensively and defensively. But what I did find interesting is for a new team that didn't have a successful year last year, they're picked, uh, I think, fourth in their league. And uh, that says a lot about the talent they have returning, that a lot of guys in their league feel very very confident in the guys they have returning. They got two guys on the preseason all-conference team, one guard and one post player, uh, six, seven kid who can score the ball inside somewhat. So I'm really excited to see how we're going to uh, play against new faces, obviously. I want to see how things mesh together. Now, obviously, in the preseason, you play a lot of different combinations. But now, you know, we're here. Uh, Northern, uh, the ninth is here. So now you go from less combinations and you start having some of the pecking order, uh, nine to ten guys in a rotation, and just see how that works out now and how guys respond to that. Coach, would you say in a game like this, uh, everybody, I mean, is it, it, it kind of, I mean, who knows what you're going to see. Either the team, one team will shoot the lights out, both teams will or both teams might struggle a little. We know early on in the season, taking care of the basketball, which is something ECU did a really nice job of last year, and having Robin, Tremont Robinson White back will, will help that, I think, because you want to maximize your possessions. But a, a lot of these games, it gets a little scrappy in the last five minutes, and it's really about who can kind of maybe get some stops in it. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. you got to be able to stop people. I know a lot of times um, a lot of coaches talk about um, three stops and they call it a kill. Mm-hmm. And you see, you see often in games, you'll see someone charting the kills. And typically, the team with the most kills typically wins the basketball game. But nothing is more important than what do you get in the last five minutes. If you can get three stops in the last five minutes anywhere along that way, typically that can carry you over the hump if the game is close. So obviously, uh, defense in the last five minutes is important. And then offensive execution, being able to execute offensively, Late in games is very important. Coach, we'll see you over there. Thanks for the uh, time here, and uh, enjoy this uh, first broadcast tonight. Looking forward to it. See you over there. Michael Perry will be part of the basketball broadcast this season. Looking forward to uh, hearing him uh, throughout the uh, year. Home and road, Coach Perry will be uh, on the Learfield uh, Pirate Sports Network broadcasts for uh, basketball. All right, uh, we are uh, up and running here on the Patrick Johnson Show. I've got to duck out, head over to the uh, arena for my uh, obligations for television and ESPN+. Plus. Cy Seymour and I will be there tonight. Of course, uh, if you can't watch, you can listen to the game right here, 94.3, the game, or 107.9 WNCT. I would encourage you, though, to head out to the game tonight. First time that we can have uh, a lot of folks in the arena in a couple of years for basketball and uh, try to get as many folks in there as possible. Three opportunities to see Pirate basketball this week, including tonight the season opener. Tickets still available, obviously, so you could head out. 7 o'clock tip, South Carolina State. Good uh, opening opportunity for the Pirates against a uh, what will be a well-coached team and a new-look team. Also, uh, they're going to be playing Friday against Canisius and then Sunday against Western Carolina. That's a 4 o'clock tip. So some opportunities to get out and enjoy Pirate basketball this week. Also want to make a quick mention here that Coach Kim McNeil's Pirate women's basketball team is going to be opening the season tonight. It'll be an 8.30 tip, and they will be playing at 
Middle Tennessee and Murfreesboro, Tennessee tonight. So good luck to uh, Coach there. Uh, their home opener will be on uh, the 15th, uh, Monday against Gardner-Webb, but uh, they're going to be playing uh, tonight in the season opener against Middle Tennessee, and we'll have uh, some numbers from that for you on uh, our social media as we can, but especially tomorrow here on the radio show. Uh, we'll recap everything tomorrow for you uh, as far as uh, Mike Houston's comments and also uh, some post game from ECU basketball. But don't go away. We're going to the uh, – 6.30 uh, lead-in tonight. In other words, we'll be on the air till 6.30 with uh, ECU uh, coverage and sports coverage as uh, we'll take it to uh, the network and the pregame show for basketball. So stay tuned. Uh, I'm going to head over to the arena, as I mentioned. Philip Pilkington will walk you the rest of the way with uh, a pirate report and a lot more uh, here on 94.3 The Game, the Patrick Johnson Show. Stay tuned. Hey, I want to tell you about Wilson Roads Heating and Air Conditioning. They've been in the keeping you comfortable business for 60 years on Hooker Road in Greenville. Steve Rhodes, second generation, gives each customer a 100% satisfaction guarantee. Wilson Rhodes, an authorized train dealer specializing in new installations, home replacement service agreements on all makes and models. Go online at wilsonroads.com for simple financing options that are just a few clicks away. To get the job done right, Wilson Rhodes, you'll be comfortable in no time in Greenville. At Union Bank, we understand you live life on the go. That's why our banking options are designed to serve you wherever you are. Meet with us in person at one of our local branches, complete banking tasks on the go from the mobile app, or bank from your office with convenient remote deposit and cash management services. Whether you're managing a busy schedule or an entire business, we're right there with you with helpful tools. Call or visit us online at unionbanknc.com. At Union Bank, we're everywhere you need us to be. Union Bank, member FDIC and Equal Housing Lender. The new Ace Hardware is open in Greenville at the corner of Charles Boulevard and Fire Tower Road. So get ready, Greenville, for great customer service. The new Ace Hardware features great grills from Traeger, Weber, Big Green Egg, and more. Plus, name brand tools like Husqvarna, Milwaukee, DeWalt, Craftsman, and the new Ego line. The new Ace also has a full line of Benjamin Moore paints. Get ready, Greenville. The new Ace Hardware store is open. Come see them at the corner of Charles and Fire Tower in the old Rite Aid location. WorldCat, the world's largest powered catamaran boat builder, is hiring at their Tarboro and Greenville locations. If you enjoy a challenging career opportunity, producing a top quality product, then a career with WorldCat may be for you. No experience is required. However, anyone with carpentry skills or auto body detailing skills are highly encouraged to apply. Send your resume to careers at worldcat.com. That's careers at worldcat.com or go to worldcat.com forward slash careers. WRHDHD1, Farmville, Washington, Greenville. Crystal clear FM sports talk 24 7, 365. Unless we forget to pay the power bill. 94.3, the game. Bring them out, bring them out, bring them out, bring them out. It's hard to yell when the bat rails in your mouth. Come on. Bring them out, bring them out. Hey. Bring them out, bring them out. Yeah. Bring them out, bring them out. Hey. That's right. It is game day here in Greenville, North Carolina. The first of three this week for East Carolina basketball. They take on the Bulldogs of South Carolina State tonight. I believe they play Canisius on Friday night right here in Greenville and then finish up the week on Sunday against Western Carolina. So a team from right here in the Tar Heel State. 
Speaking of the Tar Heel State, there are a lot of teams in action tonight. We'll get to that here a little bit later. Um, Duke's in action, Carolina, NC State, as long as a, a cluster of the mid-majors. But tonight, ECU takes on South Carolina State. The Bulldogs last year, a tough season, 1-17. However, they brought have brought in a new head coach, Tony Madlock, he was an assistant for Memphis over the last three seasons, so he has been here to Greenville before to coach a game as an assistant. They are returning three starters, including their leading scorer, Rasheen Edwards. They have a lot of new faces, a lot of freshmen, a couple transfers. One of the new faces is TJ Madlock. He is the coach's son, so six freshmen. Or no, sorry, that's that was my next notes. The Pirates also having a lot of freshmen. They have six of them as well as some transfers. One of the big-name transfers for the Pirates, though, this year is Winston Tabbs. He comes from Boston College. He was there for three years. He's a redshirt uh, junior, I believe. Now, no, he's a redshirt sophomore due to the COVID year, and he spent a year injured. And uh, unfortunately, I believe he is out tonight, and that has kind of been the story of his career is injuries. But when he plays, he's played well. His freshman year in the Big Ten ACC Challenge, the Golden Eagles played against the Gophers, of uh, Minnesota. He led the team with scoring in that one with 17 points. Um, unfortunately, he's not played a lot of ACC games due to those injuries. He's been injured after the non-conference schedule. He's rode the bench in some of those games due to being injured at some of the places such as Duke and North Carolina, Virginia. However, he knows what those big arena atmospheres are like. And when ECU goes on the road this year, there is going to be some big-time games. We have some big-time teams in this conference, two of which Joey Brackets has projected to go to the NCAA tournament. We'll get to that a little later on. So he will be able to tell these guys what it is like to go to those big-time arenas, play those big-time te- teams on big-time stages. But right now we are going to start with today's Pirate Report. We're going to hear from Coach Dooley as well as Luigi. And uh, your, fire, your Pirate Report today is brought to you by Flatlands Jessup Insurance Group. When you're ready to talk about insurance protection, call Flatlands Jessup Insurance. Also by Time Financing. Need money fast? Time Financing is your personal loan specialist. Time Financing with two dozen locations in North Carolina. So here we are. We're going to hear first from Coach Dooley. Um, he talked. He was asked whether he's a little more nervous or excited to start the season, and here's what he had to say. Oops, still got the music bed going under there. I apologize. We'll go over to the cut now, and here is Coach Dooley. Oh, I'm always excited. I, 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 I'm always excited. I, I think we're nervous. About, <laughs> we're nervous all preseason. Now, once it's here, you got to get ready to go. So let's have some fun. That is interesting. Nervous all preseason and excited today, man. That is calm, cool, and comp- collective composure because I feel for me, I was always excited. And then when game week got here, it was like, oh my goodness, it's here. I'm nervous now. So you love to see a coach that uh, the nerves have gone by the wayside and he is ready to go tonight and throughout the rest of the week. We'll hear about that next. And this is Coach Dooley talking about the three games that they have to play in a five-day span. I think it just has to be efficient practice-wise. I mean, we'll cut back today. Uh, Wednesday will be a little bit shorter than you know than usual. Thursday will be a little bit shorter. Quick turnaround on Saturday. We'll you know we'll probably go Saturday morning so we can get our guys off their legs. We'll review what happened on Friday night. Uh, get a quick practice in and prepare for Sunday. So I do think it's the players would probably rather have it this way. Uh, I don't know if the coaches would, but it's it's lined up that way. So let's get ready to go. 
That is huge. That will get them ready for uh, times like the conference tournament in March when you're going to have to play multiple games in multiple days and ready for next week because they're down at the Myrtle Beach Invitational and they will have to play three games in three days regardless of how those games turn out. So a lot of games on the uh, legs of these Pirate players and uh, hopefully they're well-conditioned. The good thing is this year they've been able to work out and condition together. You know, last year there were certain rules about how many guys you could have in the gym and at a certain time, how many basketballs there were allowed to be, and then, you know, one kid gets COVID and everybody was in contact tracing. Luckily, with the vaccine out this year, they don't have to worry about the contact tracing um, like they did a year ago. So it's allowed them to be a little more um, conditioned, and they will have the ultimate test. Like I said, three games in five days this week, three games in three consecutive days, I believe. It might be actually three games in four days. That might be one of those turns. There's a day off. I can't remember off the top of my head. Um, next week, obviously, as conference or at a conference schedule dwindles down, games get a little more spread out, and then when conference play starts, you'll roughly play two games a week. That's usually kind of the default thing. Some weeks you only have one, but usually, you know, you play Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, one of those days, and then uh, you'll play on a Saturday. I guess there's Monday night games as well. But um, Coach Hughes, or Coach Dooley, I'm sorry, football season is still going on. Still used to talking about Coach Houston all the time, but uh, basketball season's going now. Coach Dooley talked about the South Carolina State team that he is going to face tonight. Well, a lot of new guys uh, do have some returners back, uh, three starters back. TJ uh, Madlock, Coach Madlock's son, is a very good player. Uh, obviously, had a little of a bit of a weird season last year. They were up and down as far as starting the season a little bit late. Uh, but new coach probably have a lot of new energy and a lot of new pieces. Well, new faces for that South Carolina State team and as well new faces for this Pirate basketball team. As explained earlier, six freshmen this year. And uh, I believe there's only five or six returners. And there are a few transfers in, um, Tabs being one of the ones, guys, we talked about a few minutes ago. But uh, this is Coach Dooley on how the team has started to gel together here in the early months of practice. I think it helps that we were able to work with them in the summer. I mean, I think the rules have changed, so we're able to get a lot more uh, stuff in during the preseason than you had previously. So I think that's helped. Uh, I think we've been acclimating some of the guys that have been injured back into it, and that's been part of it, or guys have been out sick. So I think those guys are a little bit behind, but they're starting to catch up. Well, hopefully we don't have to worry about that sickness uh, this year as much. He mentioned some guys being out sick. You know, last year I already mentioned the contact tracing. I think there was a time where we went like three and a half weeks without playing a game. And not only was it that we weren't playing, but the team wasn't able to practice. They weren't able to practice together. They weren't able to be in shape. So, you know, that that was definitely tough. So um, next up here, we were able to talk to Luigi Debut yesterday. He is one of the older guys on this team. He's a redshirt junior. And he talked about which one of these young guys and transfers has been impressing him the most. So I would say, like, Javon Small, Javon. Javon's a good, you know, Good point guard, he listen. You know, you can't pass the ball real good, play defense and also how you how you felt on, you know, you got bounce, like you can't jump, you know, he's very, very athletic and you know that's the that's the two guys like that really impressed me. And also also Brandon Johnson. Brandon Johnson, you know, come from like a JUCO. He elevates his game, you know. He listen every day, playing good, like we have two exhibition games where you have like some good like, you know, performance. Brandon Johnson is one of them. It's interesting him talking about the uh, guys transferring in there, uh, especially from junior college and stuff. Coach Dooley has done a phenomenal job rec recruiting the portal. And, you know, with the NCAA really 
lightening up on the transferring rules, not making guys sit out a year and such. It has really brought in a whole new level of recruiting, and especially he was doing it before COVID, but with all this COVID stuff, it was a lot easier to get film on these guys that were playing in other schools. You know, some states didn't play high school basketball last year. You weren't able to contact the kids as much due to the virus. Um, it's a lot different when a guy's playing college basketball, though. You know, you get, you have all those coaches' numbers, or at least you have a way of getting in contact with them. Uh, it's a little easier to visit with the kids. There's less, um, you know restrictions on how many visits and stuff they can have when they're transferring. Obviously, if they're transferring away, maybe uh, their coach isn't the best guy to talk to. He's probably pretty ticked off the guy's leaving. But, um, you know, it's interesting the way Coach Dooley's doing it, and we will see how that works out for him. It worked out all right last year. Of course, it's a little hard to judge. Last year was his first year of a lot of transfers, but, you know, when you got three, two, three shutdowns, whatever it was, and one of them being nearly a month, it's uh, it's hard to get your feet wet. But he did prove that his team can hang with big teams when they upset nationally ranked Houston right here in Greenville last year. Unfortunately, there weren't many fans, or I think any fans there to see it. It was just a few of the media members. I know our own Ben Byram was there, so he got to see the big upset in person. And speaking of that, we will get to have a full house tonight in Minji's Coliseum, and Luigi hit on what it would be like to have fans back in Minji's. So as you mentioned, last year it was a real deal with COVID, obviously. Like, we started first game, you know, there was nobody understand. You know, we have, like, we have to talk loud so everybody can hear. So like, but I, I, this year, like you know, especially tomorrow, then we're gonna have a good crowd and that that's gonna be exciting for us, you know, and the fan also to come back in Menjis and watch us play. Hopefully, there will be a lot of fans at Menjis Coliseum tonight and throughout the rest of the week here with these three home games and the entire season. There are some big opponents coming, including Memphis later in the year. So that one, I'm sure, will draw large numbers. Memphis is supposed to have a pretty good team this year, and they have an all-star coaching lineup, too. Um, a lot of big-name former NBA guys on that uh, coaching lineup. Well, we have to get to a break. That'll do it for your Pirate Report. Pirate Report once again today brought to you by Flatlands Jessup Insurance Group. When you're ready to talk about insurance protection, call Flatlands Jessup Insurance. And also by Time Financing. Need money fast? Time Financing is your personal loan specialist. Time Financing with two dozen locations in North Carolina. Dogwood State Bank is changing the landscape of community banking. That term community banking is not just a catchy slogan for Dogwood State Bank. They're really defining what it means to bank local. Big banks may want big business, but Dogwood State Bank wants your business, no matter what size. At Dogwood State Bank, your business is big business. Come to Dogwood State Bank and you'll see the difference. Dogwood State Bank with offices in Greenville, Moorhead City, Wilmington, Raleigh, Sanford, and Charlotte. Your vehicle packs a load of safety features to protect you in an accident. At North Carolina Farm Bureau Insurance, it's our job to protect you just as well after an accident. With fast claim service from local agents, our auto coverage is a lot like an airbag. We hope you never need to use it, but we're right there and ready just in case you do. North Carolina Farm Bureau Insurance, helping you is what we do best. North Carolina Farm Bureau Mutual Insurance Company, Farm Bureau Insurance of North Carolina, Southern Farm Bureau Life Insurance Company, an independent licensee of the Blue Cross Blue Shield Association. 
Greenville, contact your local Farm Bureau agent for a quote for your car, home, life, or your health. You'll be working with neighbors you can trust. People like Bill King, Jake Allen, or Jack Metz. These agents are dedicated to protecting your family and your dreams. These Farm Bureau agents are knowledgeable in a wide range of insurance products, but they are also tuned in to the Greenville community. Again, contact Bill King, Jake Allen, or Jack Metz today at Farm Bureau Insurance in Greenville. 252-756-3165. That's 252-756-3165. For a casual and relaxing dining experience, look no further than Main and Mill Oyster Bar and Tavern in downtown Winterville. Locally owned and operated by David and Kelly Munoz, Main and Mill Oyster Bar and Tavern offers a wide variety of appetizers, soups, salads, and entrees with specialty mixed drinks and a great selection of craft beers. Open Tuesday through Saturday, 4 until 10, or call 227-4399. Main and Mill Oyster Bar and Tavern in downtown Winterville. First, we decide where we want to go. Then we need to know the best way to get there. Hi, my name's Adam Barada. I'm the owner of Advantage Gold. We're the highest rated precious metals firm in the country. We teach people how to own physical gold and silver. Now, we've won the Best of TrustLink Award four years in a row because we educate our clients on how to buy gold and silver the right way. We don't pay celebrity spokespeople millions of dollars. We'd rather pass that value on to you. Call 800-900-8000 and speak with one of our experts. We'll send you a free gold kit along with my latest number one national best-selling book, The Great Devaluation. Call 800-900-8000. That's 800-900-8000. Get the best information, the best process, the best service, the best value. Call Advantage Gold at 800-900-8000. Call 800-900-8000. At the bottom of the hour, network coverage of VCU's Season opener against South Carolina State will happen right here on 94-3 the game. ECU has won 21 consecutive season openers. Hopefully they make it 22 tonight. They're big favorites for entertainment purposes only. I have seen spreads hovering around the 22 and 23 range. So hopefully that is good news. But, uh, of course, you still got to play the game and you've still got to win the game. The spread will not affect how well you play. You still got to go out there and do it. But we are going to go out right now. The few games live already. It's college basketball getting started up today. 187 total games featuring Division I teams today. Uh, one of the big ones early, number four Villanova, is at home against Mount St. Mary's there in the closing minutes. There's one minute and 16 seconds and counting remaining in that game. Villanova up to a massive 40-point lead, 89-49 to over Mount St. Mary's. A game in the American going on right now. South Florida is holding, hosting Bethum, Bethune, Bethune-Cookman. Sorry about that. They are currently up 49-38 to with 12-22 remaining in that ball game. Uh, other big-time games going on right now, or I should say games featuring big-time teams out of the Big Ten. Indiana currently up 10-2 to on Eastern Michigan and... Ohio State, they are number 17 this year, up 14-11 to 11 on 
Akron. So that and a few other games going on right now. Game's really getting started at 7 o'clock. And uh, a lot of games going on around the American Athletic Conference. Evansville will be at Cincinnati. Number 15, Houston is hosting Hofstra. Number 12, Memphis hosting Tennessee Tech. McNeese State will be at SMU, Southeastern Louisiana at Tulane. Jacksonville State at Wichita State. And there are some games, as explained earlier, from around the state of North Carolina. Just a quick go-by here. Davidson hosts Delaware. App's going to Iona. Monmouth is at Charlotte. A&T is at UNCG. NC Central at Richmond. Asheville at Alabama-Birmingham, future member of the American Athletic Conference. Bowling Green is at Western Carolina, who will be right here in Greenville on Sunday to take on the Pirates. Elon is at Florida, so big, tough test to start out the season for the Phoenix at Elon. They're down in Gainesville. Uh, UNC Wilmington on the road at Illinois State. Loyola Maryland is in the Dean Dome tonight to play Carolina. Bucknell is at NC State. And the biggest one featuring a team from North Carolina, number 9 Duke and number 10 Kentucky. That is in the State Farm Champions Classic tonight uh, at MSG. Tip-off for that one supposed to be 930 um, game's probably going to start about 45 minutes after the conclusion of number three, Kansas and Sparty. So, you know, that's probably going to be closer to 10. It, it seems like you're up to about midnight watching that second game most years. But, uh, speaking of that champions classic in the middle of that, we will have the college football playoff committee. I wouldn't say selection show rankings. That's the, uh, I'm looking for there. Coming out, uh, we'll see how far Sparty falls. They were number three, but they got beat this weekend. And what does that mean for Cincinnati out of the American? Um, Cincinnati did not look great against Tulsa. They got to host game day. Uh, Tulsa, I believe, going into that game was three and five, came out three and six. Cincinnati did win, keeping their college football playoff hopes alive. But uh, a few weeks in a row now, Cincinnati's had some underperforming um, things going on. So, a couple other big games tonight. Um, as already mentioned, Kansas and Sparty, that game tips at 7 at MSG. And then uh, Texas Southern at 13 Oregon. Um, a few other ranked games tonight. Don't have those up here right now. But interesting, that Texas Southern and Oregon game. Texas Southern very seldomly plays a home out-of-conference game. They will make the tournament because they'll win their conference. I believe they're in the SWAC. Don't quote me on that. Um but they'll win their conference and make the tournament with a losing schedule. Or, sorry, a losing record. Their out-of-conference schedule is brutal. This year they go to BYU, they go to NC State, I believe they go to St. Mary's. I, I don't remember their entire schedule off the top of my head, but this is not abnormal for them. You know, Normally they'll play at Gonzaga. Um, so they're ready whenever they're a 15 or a 16 seed and play one of these top-tier blue-blood schools because – they're at a conference schedule with Blue Blood Schools. Like I said, opening the season tonight at number 13, Oregon. And I'm not sure, but I'd like to say they probably have a pretty nice locker room. Must be pretty easy to recruit because I'm sure they're getting paid a lot of money to go out there and uh, get their rear ends handed to them by these top-tier schools on, on national television. That's the other thing. These kids, when they go to Texas Southern, they get to play on national TV. So speaking of March, though, Joe Lenardi, which, you know, put whatever stock you want into what he's got to say. You know, he gets Syracuse wrong every year. If he has Syracuse in, they're out. If he's got them out, they're in. But he has two teams in the American making the NCAA tournament as of now. He has Memphis 
slated as a three seed, and Houston as a four. He does not currently have any American teams on the bubble, you know, historically, or I wouldn't say historically, I guess over the last few years, SMU's had a solid team. Um, Wichita State, obviously, has had some great teams, but uh, we'll see if one of those teams or maybe even our Pirates can uh, move up into the bracket there in the NCAA tournament, but uh, only time will tell. Right now, the Pirates projected to finish bottom of the conference, unfortunately. A lot of places had them 11th or 10th. It kind of seemed like them in South Florida with a consensus bottom two. As I explained earlier, South Florida up about 10 right now at home in their home opener um, against Bethune. Bethune, I believe is the way you say it, Cookman. And uh, so the Bulls, they, uh, like I said, supposed to finish bottom of the conference with our Pirates. Hopefully um, that is just the media not believing in all these these transfers coming together and playing well. But uh, we know there are some talented players on this roster and hopefully they will be able to play together and prove all of those doubters wrong. Uh, speaking of Joey Brackets, um, he does have a couple teams in it from the state of North Carolina. Um, he's got Duke projected to be a three seed and Carolina projected as a six seed. I haven't, I'll be honest with you, I haven't totally looked at all this. I'm sure there's probably at least one mid major that's supposed to win their conference. Um, you know, Central's usually got a solid team, but. Uh, We'll see. Um, quick glance here on the latest, or the I shouldn't say the latest because it's the earliest. This is the first one, the preseason bracketology. Um, don't see any other schools from the Tar Heel State, but uh, like I said, Duke and Carolina on that list, along with two schools out of the American. Uh, obviously, right now, though, as far as committees go, everybody's focus is on that uh, college football playoff committee to see what they do with Cincinnati. Will Cincinnati get in? Will some team in front of them lose? Will uh, Oklahoma jump them? Oklahoma's still undefeated. Speaking of teams from around this area, though, Wake Forest, they will fall probably significantly. They were the nine, I think ranked ninth, maybe eighth. And they uh, they were undefeated, so they were the ACC's kind of last hope. They got beat by Carolina on a Saturday, so that looks like their ho- all hope is lost there for the Demon Deacons. Uh, not that I really thought they were getting in anyways. Probably will not jump Cincinnati even though they're in the ACC but you know who knows this uh playoff committee has been very clear who the power five is and if you're not in the power five unless your name is Notre Dame they did say Notre Dame is part of the power five of course they play a power five schedule playing five ACC schools you know try and keep the rivalry with Stanford SC um going uh they play Navy almost every year played them every year since 27 until last year Due to COVID canceling that one, of course, that is not a Power 5 game. But that'll about do it here for us on the, I guess this is an official Pirate Game Day countdown, but it might as well be because today is a game day for the Pirate basketball team. Once again, they're playing South Carolina State, a team that welcomes a new head coach, a guy who's been in the American as an assistant at a successful program, um, but they welcome him in, and they have to bounce back hard from a 1-17 and abysmal season in 2020-2021. But, you know, it's always hard to rate how teams did in that season with all the pauses and all those sorts of things. But, um, yeah, tough season. They're hoping to bounce back. They get it started tonight against our Pirates, who are 
looking to build off last year, like I said, up and down season for the Pirates last year, the, highlighted by a huge win against the Houston Houston Cougars, I believe, who were number five at the time. Do not quote me on that. They were ranked in the top ten, though. I know that for sure. Obviously, it depends on which poll you look at. But that'll do it. We are on to network coverage of the Pirates and South Carolina State. Have a good one, everybody. fans single game tickets are on sale now for as low as $20 for three great games to come East Carolina will take on the Bulls of South Florida the Temple Owls for Hall of Fame weekend and then Thanksgiving weekend it's nationally ranked Cincinnati for tickets go to ecupirates.com you can paint this with purple Need $1,000 to $10,000 immediately for a gift for someone special, car repairs, or unexpected expenses? Time Financing Service offers competitive loan rates. Apply online.